Hello friends and welcome to episode 23 of Missed Conceptions. I'm your host, David White. I hope you're all having a good week. Uh, my week has been admittedly a little rough. Um, my grandmother passed away on Wednesday um, and it's just been, it's been hard. It's been really hard. Um, but I hope that if you have people in your life that you go let them know how much they mean to you and not just with your words but that you actually let them know by what you do um, because you know you only have so long with the people you love so make sure that you love them when you can um, if your week has been a little rough uh, I hope that this episode you know takes you out of it for the next hour or so it takes you out of the bad gives you something fun and happy to listen to and along this same vein I recently learned of a listener that lost her job for pretty sucky reasons uh, so this episode is for you you know who you are uh, I hope you bounce back quickly and you get back on your feet and you keep going forward this is the last episode of the crew being split up next episode episode 24 uh, the crew will come back together so if you've been missing that dialogue and that uh that repartee between our four main characters uh, it's coming back next episode uh, but I want to say a big thank you to Christian and Bailey for helping record these episodes and you know as adults we're busy we sadly rarely have time to do the things that we enjoy uh, so I thank Christian and Bailey for taking time out of their their weeks to come help record I hope they had a fun time I know we did if you want to help support the show we of course still have our Patreon. We're not quite to our first Patreon goal of $150. We're about a third of the way there. Uh, so once again, I want to ask all of our listeners, go to Patreon, pledge $1 a month. If all of our listeners do this, we will be able to hit that goal. Um, if you want a shout out on the podcast, you can up your pledge to $2 a month. Or if you want access to this thing called Misconceptions After Hours, which is a collection of unedited episodes or unreleased episodes or just fun audio, you can pledge $5 a month. And along that same vein, our first piece of Misconceptions After Hours is coming out next Monday on April 2nd. And that is our Session Zero, the first ever episode, first ever thing we ever did with these characters. We recorded it. Uh, previously, it was not going to be released. But now we have a Patreon. We thought it would be cool to, you know, give this out. Uh, and it's a, it's a fun adventure where everyone is learning their character and how they work together. So if you want to listen to our Session Zero, previously unreleased, our pilot episode as it were, go ahead and go over to Patreon and pledge $5 a month. And if you want to support us in a non-monetary way, uh, we still request that you go to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. Uh, iTunes and their podcast app, it's probably the place where people get the most podcasts and listen to the most podcasts. So that's why I always push for iTunes reviews. So if you want to help us out in a non-monetary way, leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Or we really appreciate it when we see people mentioning us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, this week, I've seen a few people do that on both platforms, and so thank you for that. Thank you for helping us get the word out, because uh, some people don't know that misconceptions exist. So, if you want to support us non-financially, uh, leave us a rating review on iTunes, or uh, go to Facebook and Twitter and just mention us, slip our name into some casual conversation, you know, spread the perverse gospel of our podcast, things like that.
And, speaking of Patreon, we would like to give a shout-out to our newest Patreon backer, Taylor Bush. So, thank you, Taylor. I appreciate, as does the rest of the crew, your willingness to help us make this show even better. Alright, let's go ahead and get into this episode, shall we? since the first disappearance. Woodard and I have been racking our brains and using every resource we have. We haven't found anything. Woodard's distracted and doesn't have time for it, but I have to do right by the parents and find these kids. I won't stop until I find every last one of them. What are you doing? Uh, the guy has led you over to the, the barricade where the uh, the generators are. Did I hear? Like, did Esther scream? Did Do I have any She didn't scream because she tensed up, but you definitely heard the of a taser. And you turn around and you see Esther on the ground being hauled away by two security guards. Okay, I'm just going to, like, sprint after Okay, so, and he says, I mean, this is where the, the generators are, and then you just, zoom, yeah, pretty much, start printing toward them. Okay. What do you do? Do I get to them? Yeah, you're just <laughs> rushing towards them, so what do you do? Wait, wait, what's happening? What are you doing? Who are you, and what are you doing here? I'm... What the hell? Do we, do we need better security? We're the security. Why are we asking if we need better security? No, I I was with another security guard. I was sent to check on everything. This is my friend. She was just coming to check on me. She wasn't trying to hurt anything. Look, everything's okay. Look back at the generators. They're all fine. She was just coming to find me. Listen, I don't know what... I don't know what she was doing or what she was trying to do. And I don't know who you are. But I'm going to have to ask both of you to leave. And this one, he points to Esther, we're just throwing on the other side of the barricade and calling the cops. Could you just not throw her on the other side? Could you just let me take her? I was sent to check on the generators. I checked. They're fine. You can ask that security guard back there. No. And they take her, pick her up, put her on the other side of the barricade, and they look at you and gnaw with their heads. There's your friend. There are only cuss words coming to mind. (laughs) And she, like, goes over the barricade. And then he starts calling on his phone um, and walks away. At this point, Muhammad kind of sees y'all and runs over to y'all. All right, guys. Uh, they're going to shut it down at the intermission. So, mission accomplished. Great. Well, we need to hide. And I'm not sure Esther's awake. Are you awake? What did you know. do? Um, you're a little disoriented, Esther, but you are awake. She just, the security guards are insane, is what's going on, and we need to get Esther out of here. They already called the cops. Ah, Christ. Alright. He just picks her up, like, throws her over his shoulder. Okay. Starts walking into the forest. Okay, where do y'all? Esther, like, wakes up, wakes up. 
Um, a little bit. You're you're still with it enough. Um, I'll let you know when you wake up fully. Okay. Uh, so where do y'all go? Into yeah, the, forest and, the trees and such. Okay. Um, and as you're as you're walking away, you hear a a voice come back from the concert. Um, hey guys, they told us that we were gonna have to shut the concert down at intermission. But you know what I say to that? Fuck the establishment! And the music gets louder, <laughs> and everyone screams like, "Yeah!" And they start dancing even more. I'm gonna use my Ursine transformation to go full bear and run into the crowd out of the forest. What? Okay. <laughs> go ahead and uh, I'll say you can add your bulked up one status to this. All right. What is this? A change the game? I guess? Yeah, change the game. That is a 13. A 13? So you get a minimum of two juice, and you can uh, choose from that list. Okay. Um, so you could give yourself, like, full bear three to, like, add to your bulked up status. Oh, do I just add it to bulk? Yeah. So then color it up to three and then change it to, uh, like, full bear, I guess. Okay. Or Ursa, ooh, Ursa Major. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and then once you're done, like, kind of describe what it looks like. Is there anything? Yes. Okay. So it's up to three now? Mm hmm Do you put Esther down before you <laughs> oh, turn yeah, bear? I'll, I'll set her down. <laughs> she just melds into me. <laughs> she just rides rides him out, like, on his back, just, like, limply holding on, like, oh. <laughs> All right. So basically, I'm, I set her down, and I just go... Guess we're doing this the hard way. That was a terrible accent. <laughs> Guess we're doing this the hard way. And then uh, I just like explode into fur and become a bear. And I'm just a bear now. Yeah, he's a seven <laughs> like a foot giant tall bear. bear. Yeah. And I just run straight towards the crowd. Okay. So, uh, as you're not sure what you're seeing because you're like semi awake. <laughs> and Faye, you see him turn into a, I don't know how tall grizzly bears are, like 12 feet, 10 feet? I don't know. He turns into this huge bear. It starts thundering through the forest on all fours towards the concert. Um, Faye's completely distracted because she sees him throw Esther down. So she like looks up during the transformation and is like, you know, I've seen weirder things in the last <laughs> few weeks. And like turns back to Esther to find out what's going on with her. Okay. Um, Esther, you're kind of tight and sore. Mm -hmm. uh, you're coming to it more now, but uh, Faye is like near your face like, Esther, Esther, are you okay? Esther takes Faye's face in her hands and like pushes it back. <laughs> I'm fine. Was that a bear? Yeah, apparently Muhammad is a bear now, too. You know, I asked him if he was more than a lawyer, but didn't seem to matter. <laughs> <laughs> Muhammad, mm. you thunder out of the trees. Roll a, uh, a convince <laughs> to uh, to scare these people away. Okay, so I'm going to add in my three Ursa Major, right? He's a bear. Right? Yeah. Plus three to Ursa yeah. Major. Do I add my Ursa Transformation, too? Or just uh, no, just add that. Okay, so add three to whatever I roll. Yeah. That would be a 13 again. Okay. <laughs> so you... Doom, doom, 
doom, doom, rumble out on all fours. Uh, and then I just and, like, do a bear roar. <laughs> yeah, you get up on <laughs> your two legs. You let out this bellowing roar. Like everybody like turns and looks at you. It's like louder than and, music. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> they start panicking and running away. Uh, the guards, they like pull out their tasers, but then you like roar at them and they drop their tasers and like run away as well. Uh, and the DJ up there is looking at everybody like, hey, where's everyone going? Uh, and then everybody just flees the scene. Uh, and you immediately hear police sirens coming from somewhere outside of the park. But yeah, you have dispersed these people. Job's done. I run back to the girls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this uh, bear runs back to you on all fours. And then I guess he slowly, uh, the hair recedes and, like, the claws go back into his hands. Uh, and there's Muhammad standing in front of you. His clothes are all there. And <laughs> they melt into it. Yeah. And so he just, there's Muhammad. Faye rolls her eyes. Faye rolls her eyes and says, I asked you if you were more than a lawyer. Well, I didn't know you yet. Fine. Whatever. Let's go find Lisa, lady. <laughs> At this point, Esther's already, like, gotten up and started walking, like, back towards the forest. Okay. Or what she thinks is back towards the forest. She may not be, like, yeah. walking. <laughs> she's, like, right? walking. She's just, like, she, Esther gets up and says, all right, I love this. Let's just go. And she starts walking back towards where the concert was. Uh, and so Faye, like, redirects her <laughs> back into the forest. Mama just, like, puts his arm around her and goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> this way, sweetheart. Yeah. And so you walk. And she shoots you for calling her sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. She... She's still out of it. <laughs> she, like, pun- she tries to punch him. I mean, like, she- yeah. but it's not very hard because she's still out of it. Yeah. She tries to punch him. <laughs> Thanks seem to be going pretty well with Faye, Esther, and Muhammad. I wonder how things are going with Bill, Ren, and Linda. Let's transition, shall we? So roll a uh, face danger. Four. Ooh, you take a, a gunshot two status. I want to say while this is happening, mm-hmm. Ren sees this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Linda just straight up get shot. Yeah, get shot in the side. Uh, and he's like, oh no! And he just flings that door open and sees the guy there and just goes just to make a shot. <laughs> okay. So you, with the delivery guy outfit, you sling the door open. The guy looks at you, doesn't even think anything about it. You're just a delivery guy. <laughs> then you pull up this huge fu- <laughs> futuristic shotgun and you roll a hit with all you've got. Yeah. And so with that... This stealth mission is going completely <laughs> sideways. Uh, he still has the scanner goggles on, and so he's got the scanner vision to see whether or not the guy is going to pull his gun. Um, and I'm going to say he does immobilizing energy, um, but also is doing an energy spread shot. Because uh, he's, he's just, like, going for it, and so he just accidentally clicks that button. Uh, okay. So it's a, a wider shot. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. You're gonna kill all the pizza guys. <laughs> no, nine. Nine? Okay. Uh, so, hit with all you've got, you get a tier two. And a, what one of those do you want to choose? I'm gonna say you get them good. 
Okay. Step it up by three. So you, this huge cone of blue energy, co- not coalesces, but disperses out into the kitchen, uh, hitting the guy you aim for, but also hitting some of the innocent bystanders. Um, their pizzas go flying. Uh, they fall to the ground. Oh, my pizza! Uh, Can you believe this guy? The, the other pizza makers uh, see you just come out with this futuristic shotgun and shoot, and they are going to like grab some knives or sharp objects that are close to them, uh, and they're just going to like look at you. As you're standing there with your smoking energy gun. And I just sprint right past them. And make I was never given a name. <laughs> so which way are you running? To the back door or to the main dining room? Oh, he still doesn't know where we are. Yeah. <laughs> he just knows that you were the last person to say, or you said that you are leaving. Where is she? And that he was supposed to get out the way that he came in. I'm going to say... And right now... Oh, right now there are chefs in between you and the door. Uh, not the dining room door, but the door to the outside. Yeah, no, he he just makes a beeline for the dining room. Okay, he would know that we were in the dining room before we. Sure, because you said you were heading that way. So you run, you kick open the dining room door, you look around. Bill and Linda are not here. Maybe I'm, they've already left. I shoot him a text. You, no, I was no. going to do that before he started talking. You're, you're like in the midst of a gunfight downstairs. Yeah. I'm standing upstairs by the door. Yeah. But like six second intervals. So you, you rush out. I can prove you. You kick it open. And uh, the bouncer turns around. He sees you with a gun. Uh, and we will transition. Bill and Linda, what are you doing downstairs? I'm being shot. Yeah. So what, <laughs> what do you want to do? I'm going... Sorry. Well, this, I haven't gone yet. Oh, you, you haven't? You went and got shot. Right. It's okay. You go. No, actually, no, she can still go. Oh, my gosh. But I'm going to open the door because I'm at the door. Uh-huh. So you didn't run back down? Well, okay. I could still run back down. <laughs> Ren can shoot down the stairs. Okay, so you open the door. The iron door. There's a fire. Somebody pull the alarm. Fire in the building. Fire in the building. Okay. So you fling it open and you scream that? Yep. Okay. Like a a lot. Like I just hysterically Uh as much as I can. (laughs) Help me help the Winfrey. (laughs) Help me Tom Cruise. It's a fire. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Linda, what are you doing? Um, I can still move. You you can. Okay. And and then I'm going to run downstairs with my shield. Okay. Still yelling fire. (laughs) Because I want to scare the people in the room to like push out past the guy who's trying to kill us. DC. Okay, so you're trying to convince the people that are gambling in that room. Everyone in this building needs to think there's a fire. Okay, go ahead and roll a uh, a convince. I am good at bluffing, and I do have kneecaps. I guess really good bluff is all I can use. Okay. Hey, seven. Okay. So you you run down uh, to the bottom of the stairs. Your voice echoes down the hallway. They don't hear you in the gambling room. 
because it is way too loud already in there with all the people. But up Did in they the hear that gunshot, they've heard they've heard gunshots, and the the bouncers in the room are like, "No, oh, it's all right, it's okay, just keep gambling, making your money." Uh, but one person in the upstairs dining room like looks around frantically for a uh, bell to pull. Uh, he sees one, and he's going to try to get to it in a few seconds. Linda, what are you doing? I think she's, like, really... She's just a really angry person, and so maybe against her better judgment, she kind of just, like, goes after the guy and... So you're going to run after him? Like, runs after him, and am I allowed to at the same time as that, like, reach into the bag and, like, try to go for a knife or something? Sure. (laughs) Eight... Nine. Pulls out a Harry Potter book. Okay, yeah. You you pull out a knife. Uh, you get, I guess, a an, an plus one knife story tag. So you have a knife. Now go ahead and roll a hit with all you've got with that plus one. I know that it's called word on the street as in, like, information. But could I use that as more of a streetwise thing? Because I have another information tag. Sure. Okay, so I'll use that as well, like, okay. to actually know what to do with the knife. Mm-hmm. So plus two? Mm-hmm. Does she, like, twirl the butterfly? Snake eyes. <laughs> oh, man. Four. So you you have this knife. You run at him, but your size seizes up from where you were shot, and uh, you just fall back against the wall. Uh, and uh, as he does, two more uh, bouncers step into the, uh, the hallway. Uh, I guess let's go to Rin. What are you doing upstairs? <laughs> I'm, I'm like full sprint, just heading just to. I see that the door is like wide open, and so I'm I'm going to sprint, ignoring the guy in the dining room. I'm just going to sprint down. Okay, <laughs> go ahead or and, uh, shoot the guy. I don't know. No, roll a. Uh, as you're running, roll face the danger as he's going to shoot at you as you run towards. He's going to uh, shoot in a dining room full of people. Yep. Yep. Good Welcome Lord. to the mafia. You should read what I think about the gun. Got a 10. Woo-hoo. Dang. Okay. So you, you book it, and he shoots, and his bullets, like, trail right behind you, thudding into the wood, splintering it. You get to the iron door. You look downstairs. You see Bill is standing there. You hear uh, gunshots coming from somewhere further down the hallway. Uh, what do you What do you do as you get to the hallway? Do I see anyone in the hallway? No. You you get to the top. Sorry, I said the hallway. But you get to the top of the stairwell. You see Bill down at the bottom of the stairwell. Yeah, so I'm just going to sprint to the bottom with gun at the ready. Okay. You sprint down to the bottom. You see Linda clutching her side with a knife in her hand. Uh, You see more bouncers are pouring out of the the gambling room. Um, Bill, what do you do? I'm going to charge the guy... That whoever's closest to us. Okay. And I'm going to pull out, a, not pull out, but I'm going to form a cudgel in my right hand. Um, and I'm just going to try to whack him in the head. Just okay. Skull crush him, if you know what all I'm right. saying. Go ahead and roll a hit with all we've got. All right. So basic tattoo weapons. Oh, kneecapper. It used to be skull crusher. Why did we change that? Because um, of the mafia thing? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um... And, uh, yeah, that's it. Eight. 
Okay. You get, uh, I guess, a plus one. Or not plus one, but a status one. Tier one status. And then you get to choose one of those things. How many people are there now? Three? Yeah. I'm going to take cover or secure a superior position. Okay. How do you do that? Um, well, since I have my shield in my left hand, mm-hmm. I'm going to run up and like hit, uppercut him with the cudgel. Mm-hmm. Um, and, th- and then immediately like uh, get behind my shield preparing for whatever the other two or even he's going to do. Okay. So you you swing and clock him in the head and then as they start to shoot at you, you bring your shield around. You can feel their bullets bouncing off the exterior <laughs> of <laughs> your... Uh, your tattoo shield um, at the foot of the stairs uh, Linda you're not too far away from the stairs Ren is right behind you looking very concerned for your safety um, I guess I'll just kind of like give him the thumbs up and like <laughs> a really awkward face because like why is he so concerned <laughs> like because I don't see I, I don't care much about anybody so I don't really understand why he cares that much about me since okay. we hardly know each other. Um, Linda, you've been shot. <laughs> I'm fine. Um, you've been shot. I said I'm fine. I don't know. <laughs> you pull a Molotov cocktail out yeah, of your bag. I guess I. Theoretically, you could. If you have any, if you have like a spare bottle of scotch. Yeah. But then it'll it'll get you too though. But you have your shield. Um, um. If you throw it at the guys behind them, you just burst it out of the room, and there will actually be a fire. That is true. <laughs> and the people will stampede them. Yeah, that is true. In theory. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Sorry, we're not gonna you. Go ahead and roll. Uh, okay, I'm gonna see if, if mess, I have if stuff to make up, a Molotov. We're dead. If you mess this up, we're Nine, dead. ten. Jackpot. Okay, go ahead and you have two juice. Okay. How do you want to spend it? Molotov lighter. Um, you could, if you want to give yourself a even greater Molotov cocktail, you could give yourself a Molotov story tag of one and then scale up the effect by one, so give it a two. And you throw it on the guys. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you reach in with your hand, and oddly enough, you don't pull out a Molotov cocktail. You just pull your hand back, and it's like wreathed in fire. And then you sling your hand, and this fireball uh, shoots out from your hand, screeches past Bill's head, and like strikes the opening of the uh, the uh, gambling room, uh, sending the two that had just come out sends him flying back in, and the one that Bill had just hit sends him flying across the hallway into the wall. He strikes it with a crunch and then slumps down to the ground unconscious. Uh, but the uh, doorway and doors are now slowly catching flame. You hear screams coming from the gambling inside. Not the gambling, but the people that are gambling inside. Hey, you're not responsible for the death of 20 people. <laughs> <laughs> Rin, what are you doing? 
That's a great question. I'm I'm really like stuck like with Ren wanting to save people and saying, you know, like yelling at everyone to get out or just running to grab um, Linda and just walking her out. And, and I think that's what I'll do. I think Ren just like sprints towards Linda and then like picks her up, sees the fire, but doesn't even pay really any attention to it and is trying to take her out to the... Okay, so... Uh, Linda, after you throw this fireball, uh, Rin grabs your arm and starts pulling you towards the stairs to go up. Um, Rin, as you start pulling her up the stairs, the mafia guy that was in the dining room now stands at the mouth of the (laughs) stairwell, points his gun down, and fires off, squeezes off shots at the both of you. Roll face danger. I throw Linda in front of me. (laughs) (laughs) Nine. Like Nine. Ray and Finn. You're like me for the first time. It's like, why are you grabbing my arm? <laughs> yeah. What'd you roll? Seven. Seven? Okay. So you actually both just take a one wounded status. Oh, that's not bad. Um, really so would that be on the same one as the oh, Yes. You, you so you just okay. bubbling. It's not two, three yet, uh, but it just goes up no, that next yeah. tick. You're yeah. two and a half. So you're two and a half. Okay. Um... So, he squeezes off a few shots. Uh, both of you get hit. Uh, Bill, this fire is raging in front of you. You see this mass of people, like, rushing towards the door to escape, and you are standing in the door. Time to what run. do you do? Okay. You run for the stairwell. You see Rin and Linda in front of you. You hear the ricochet of bullets bouncing off the, the stairwell in the hallway. That dude that was in the main dining room is shooting down into the stairwell. <clears throat> I'm going to make tattoo springs on my feet. Uh-huh. And I'm going to... <laughs> Don't judge me. I'm picturing Dude. Tigger. <laughs> That's actually I'm, a good representation. I'm Sorry. just picturing moon shoes. <laughs> moon shoes. It just makes me think of Moon shoes. Okay, so you make these springs. I bounce... With my, I still have my tower shield. Okay. I never get rid of that. And I'm trying to like shield bash him. So I bounce up the stairs. Boom. Okay. Go ahead and roll a change the game to create your moon shoes. I don't create shoes. Okay. So you don't create the shoes, but you still rush up the stairs. Go ahead and roll your hit with all you've got. I try to create tower shield, and then it just. Bouncing up like one stair at a time. So like, yeah, yeah. What? So you you do create it, but it doesn't give you like quite the, the lift you were expecting. So it like bumps you up. It'll push you past them two, and then you're in the middle, and then you follow through the rest of it, and then bash him as you get to the top of the stairs. So it gave you enough to jump over <clears throat> them, but not quite enough to attack um, the guy. <clears throat> All right. Ooh. Clutch. That is, uh, I'm gonna use Tattoo Tower Shield, Blood Wars Trauma, Kneecapper. That is a 12. 
Okay, so you we see you like bounce up the stairs and then rush, and then it just cuts to another shot of the dining room and like there's all these people like what's going on what's going on and then we just do this boom and the iron door flies open we see the mafia guy like fly backwards and crash into one of the tables and they all scream and at this point that guy that was running for the fire alarm pulls it uh the sprinklers turn on everything screaming from the main dining room screaming from the gambling hall uh you all three book it out through the dining room in this huge crowd uh, and the cops arrive at this point as all these people are spilling out. Um, and now the fire department is on the way. Uh, what do you three do? We book it for a limit. Okay. So using the cover of the panicking crowd and confusion, you make it to the car. Linda speeds away. Um, so you leave the chaos behind you. Um, what do the three of you do as you're speeding away? I think hmm. I'm driving. Um, maybe I think since I do so much kind of like underground CD work and I know I have inside information on this kind of thing, maybe I know a guy that won't ask as many questions as a hospital would since I've been shot and I believe either of them may be yes. injured. So, we drive there, and it's really a seedy-looking kind of place. It's a pretty nasty motel, and he operates out of a room that he rents. Um, and in the parking lot, we see women that are very obviously in a certain profession that is not possibly as respectable, and there's drug dealers around, and uh-huh. maybe they're like, oh, what is this place? Like, do we really want this guy to... Okay. We, do we really want to trust him with our health? Okay, and he's like this. Uh, he has like this white smock on and white hair, almost like Doc Brown from Back to the Future, uh, missing a few teeth. Hey, <coughs> ah, Linda, she brought some friends with you. <laughs> uh, yeah, you wait. know what to do. Oh, oh, okay, I guess I know what to do. <laughs> so he gets to work. Um, Go ahead and step your uh, wounded statuses that you got by one, uh, one tick. Uh, and as he is working on you, does anyone have awkward conversation that you have? <coughs> what did you learn? What did you gain? I'm going to say that Ren has this awkward conversation. Bill's like going to the bathroom or, or something like that, and Ren's like, Listen, Linda, I know that you can feel this connection. Stop. I know that you can feel the oh, connection Ren. that we're Ren, having. Stop. No. But please. Ren, please. But no, I, I've met be someone quiet. else. Oh, what? <laughs> so so we, we, we just have to we have to go our separate ways oh, and be friends. No, Ren, really? We have to break up? Yes, oh, I know. I I'm know devastated. it's really hard for you. You know, this you. is going to be hard for me, but... I think I think it's best to. Thank you. <laughs> Bill returns. So what I miss? Oh, nothing, nothing. We we were just talking about how much uh, we miss you, Bill. Mm, I don't even want to know. So did you find anything down there? Yeah, we uh, other than his murder den in his bedroom, we found those drugs and we found a flyer for the debate with hit written on it so i think that he's after pip 
well, what are we going to do? Are you going to, like, submit, you know, do something in the paper? Like, how, how are we going to protect mm. this guy? We can't, we can't try to stop him. We just have to somehow subvert it at the last second so we can catch him in the act. Maybe a decoy or something. Hey, Bill's a really good decoy. Ren looks a lot like Pip. <laughs> yeah, we really just need to talk to the rest of our crew before we decide on anything. Since Bill's a sack of potatoes and I'm the mastermind behind the whole crew. All right. Call it Mary Poppins and Mad Max. Yeah, sure. Whatever that means. Uh, you call them it, um, no signal. In fact, the phone says uh, the number you've dialed is, like, incomplete. or It just gives you a very weird message when you try to call them. Guys, I'm not getting any cell service. Are you sure we should trust this doctor? Yeah, he's fine. He does what he's told. You have cell service. It's just when you call them, you get a strange message. I think something's going on with Faye and Esther. We gotta, Bill, we probably need to check this out. I have a funny feeling about this. All right, well, it's been lovely, but I've got to go. Yeah, I guess we'll see you later. Text me if you ever need me. I won't. (laughs) And so Linda leaves, gets in her muscle car, and drives off. Leaving what Bill and Rin <laughs> with this creepy ass doctor in his <laughs> creepy ass operating room. He looks hey, up and says, Yeah, sure. <laughs> and he has a jalopy with like one wheel's missing, so it's like a spare wheel. And as he starts it up, there's this backfire. And you just putter down the road. I thought he was going to have a DeLorean for a split second. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good. I'm glad we could get a pizza that action. But now let's see if Faye and Esther and Mohammed can get Calzone their questions answered. God, that was awful. The trees open up, but instead of this little area that you were in before, uh, you see there's a pool uh, right there, a lake. Not a, not a pool, like, like a swimming pool. But there's a pool of water, uh, a pond as it were, um, there's some rocky outcroppings and things all around, but you see, um, you see Lisa reclining, not reclining, but kneeling by the water. Uh, and she's just, seems like she's washing something. We did what you asked. She looks up. Oh, thank you. Now as per our agreement, uh, I will reward you with the answer to your questions. One at a time, please. Uh, what questions do you have? Anyone? I have no idea what I'm going to ask yet. I do. <laughs> Go for it. All right, where's the kids? And don't be vague. <laughs> All the children you seek for, I do not know what they are. However, she gets up, and you see now that she's holding like a ball cap. Uh, and she walks over to the edge of the forest, and as she does, this huge banana leaf uh, lifts up, and underneath it is this child sleeping. Uh, she rings out the ball cap, and she very gently places it on the child's head. This one came to me uh, 
not but a few nights ago. Uh, he uh, seemed frantic, did not have many memories of what happened and where he was coming from. But he ran into my forest and I kept him here for safekeeping until somebody came to find him. I'm sorry I cannot tell you where all the children are, but uh, you may return this one to his family. I'm sure they are very worried about him. Well, thanks for lying to me in the first place. I never lie, child. All right. Well, I guess I'll take this kid. Please do. He just kind of goes over to the kid and just making sure he's okay. Mm. Esther's a little more convinced now because, like, she actually, like, he actually got an answer. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she's going to, like, walk closer to Lisa, kind of lower her voice a little bit. Do you know anything about Alina in my life? Be more specific, child. That is too vague of a question. I. Esther just holds up her hand with the ring. Ah, yes. Uh, come with me, child. She walks a brief distance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Esther, like, does put her hand on her gun. When they're walking, but... Okay. Without turning to you, she says, I admire your caution. Uh, but she walks around the corner, and uh, you can all see it. It's not like she's taking her back behind right, the right. woodshed or something. <clears throat> but uh, around this bend in the trees, there is an ancient-looking well, very much like the well that was underneath the water treatment plant. The mist is billowing out of this. Uh, it is filling this area. But she walks over to it and sits down on the edge of it. And she says, uh, as I said before, the, uh, the mist connects worlds that even I do not know about. It is a lifeblood that flows through everything. Maybe I do not know the answer to your question, but... If you put your finger to the vein, you can feel the pulse. If you understand. Esther reaches her hand out to the mist. Her hand with the ring on. As you do so, the ring's eyes seem to glow even brighter as you get closer and closer to this well. Um, and as you put your hand on, or not on the mist, but like into the mist that is coming out of this well, the, there's a, I don't want to describe this, like a hole opens up in the mist. Mm -hmm. It still keeps flowing, but like, it's almost like this portal that you can see through opens up. You look in and you see books. You see tables, desks, chairs. Um, You see very old computers. Um, you see, uh, people, well, actually not even people. You see cobwebs and dust. Um, but there is one person in this vision, um, 
you hear the of a a cane, and uh, as the camera pans over all these things and it focuses on this one lone person, she turns around and you see very dark glasses across her face. This is Lena from the picture. And she says, is anyone there? And then that vision fades. Okay. And Lisa comes to you. And Faye. She doesn't say your name. (laughs) And lastly... What question do you have? I can't decide. <laughs> you, well, you had one question that you came here to seek. But is that the one question you want answered? No. I don't really care anymore. <laughs> if it's safe and it's hard, I don't Um, You may have been expecting this. I may be throwing you a curveball. I'm sorry if I am. How do I find the now Robin Hood? Hmm. That is not why you came to this wood. But it's the question I'm asking. But I mean, if you also want to tell me about the monster thing, that'd be fine too. No, no, child. I am a woman of my word. How funny. Sometimes the questions we have are not the answers we get. But however, the man you look for, you are now much closer to him than you have ever been. But remember, darling, part of the journey is finding the answers for yourself. Well, that's why I'm in the creepy forest with the mist and the random pond. You will find him helping people. It is what he is good at and was good at before. It is what he is good at now. But I don't want to paint your picture for you. Can I have your word on something? She looks a little bit surprised. Oh no, what matter? You said the monster is safe. I want your word that for the good of the city and for the good of us who helped you today, that that monster stays safe and not malicious. You're asking me a question, darling. I only said one. It's not a question. It's a request. She smiles. If you ever grow tired of the machinations of men like I did, and you feel that part of you calling to you like it did to me, I think you would make a great caretaker to this place. But to uh, fulfill your request, she motions with her hand, and you look across the lake, you see a shape, a hulking figure dipping its head into the lake. Um, The mist 
parts a little bit to reveal this figure. Uh, it is the monster. Um, it is dipping its head into the water and taking a drink. You see it's uh, overlapping scales all across its body. Um, and as the mist parts, it looks up and you... <laughs> and it turns and looks... It doesn't look at you because it doesn't have eyes, but it turns in your direction. And you feel a little bit of that connection that you felt before. Uh, but instead of rage, anger, fear, you feel peace. And then it slowly turns and you see it duck into a hole that it has burrowed in the ground and crawls into it, uh, disappearing beneath the surface. I do not know where it came from. That is even a mystery to me. The mist conceals things from even my eyes. But like I said before, it is not about where you have been, but where you are now. He is safe here. The people that hurt him and used him to hurt others, I will make certain that they never find him again. Faye, like, has this realization that she was one of the people who used him to hurt others. And so she, like, startles a bit. And there's, like, a couple tears. And she, like, wipes them away quickly. And Lisa wipes it, or wipes away the tear from your other eye. Don't cry, child. We all make mistakes. Thank you for your service. She nods and slowly walks away. Uh, and this, because this is cool, she actually steps onto the lake and just starts walking across it. And the mist, like, seems to be holding her up as she walks across. Uh, but then she disappears into the mist. Y'all ready to go home? I'm ready to get this one home. He's just carrying a kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I thought you were carrying Esther, and I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> Come full, no. Esther <laughs> just follows. Quietly? Yeah. Deep in thought? Yeah. Okay. Uh, doesn't take very long. You get to the edge of the forest. You hear the... You don't hear the sirens, but you see the red and blue flashing lights around the bend where the concert was, but you have now exited in that same spot you first entered. Uh, You see the spot where you were reclining not but a few hours ago. Uh, Esther, you see the park bench you were sitting on. Um, The city park is behind you. The city is in front of you. Where do you go? Esther starts walking back to the car. Okay. Faye turns to Mohammed and says, Are you going to need any help with that kid? I'd welcome the company. When are you... Are you taking him home now? Yeah, I figure the sooner the better. He needs to be with his parents. Okay, well... I guess bring your car around and I'll see if I can convince Esther to follow you. Alright, sounds good. So I, like, leave the kid with you. And yeah. I go to my car and I drive it up. And it's like this old, beat-up uh, Oldsmobile. It's just like... The front bumper is like half hanging off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 
Actually, before you can even get into get into the car, you get a call. Oh, okay. Uh, it's from Woodard. Woodard, what's going on, man? John, where are you? I need you here now. Hey, calm down, man. I found a kid. Kid, you... Are you still on that bloody case? Of course I am. Listen, I need you downtown right now. There's a robbery going on. People are going to get hurt. John, I need you here. Please. What did you put me in a pretty rough situation here? Fine. I'll be there in 20. Okay. And you get into the car. You start it up a few times, but it doesn't actually start up the first time. You finally get it to start up on the third try, and you leave. And as you do, the camera pans down and looks at your license plate, and it says L-I-L-J-O-H-N. And then you drive off into the city. Nice. <clears throat> um, Esther and Faye. We now have a child. <laughs> you, <laughs> right. you wait for a little while. Mohammed is not coming back. Is the kid, like, awake and alert and... No, it... it it. He is soundly asleep. Uh, it's almost like she put him in this magical slumber to calm him down, but he hasn't woken up yet. Nothing malicious, though. Esther, I know you saw a lot back there. How are you feeling? Can you can you handle helping me take this one home? I'm fine, but we don't know where this kid is supposed to go. Oh, yeah, that's true. You want to call Javi? Yeah. So I... Punch in the number. Hey, Javi. Uh, yeah, yeah, hey, Esther, what's, what's going on? I need your help. End of episode. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Misconceptions. We will be back with our next episode on April 9th. If you are a fan of the show, let us know by leaving us a rating review on iTunes. You can also go to Facebook and Twitter, follow us there, mention us there, hang out with us there. If you are a fan of City of Mist, well, you can go to Son of Oak, because they make this great game. And you can get their starter set with free shipping right now. And if you use the discount code MISCONCEPTIONSFAN, you will get $5 off a purchase of the Core Rulebook. And let me tell you, the Core Rulebook is gorgeous. It is wonderfully laid out, has a beautiful rule set. Uh, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you know... This is a great game. You're interested in it. So take opportunity of the discount code. Go over there. Grab this book for yourself and do yourself a favor because it is a great game. The music you heard at the beginning of this episode and we'll hear here in a little bit was composed by Aaron Wharton. You can find more of his music at AaronWharton.net. And that is all for this episode. I hope you all had a good time listening. I hope that you have a good week next week. And we will see you next episode. Keep it nerdy, y'all. <laughs>